Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. We're rolling, 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 and the show's a strolling. Brought to you by five guys named Russell Cat, Raymond Caritas, Marcello Poblete Arcan, Daniel Purcell, and Sterling Netslaw. Hit them up, move them out, and slap them around with a big old strip of Major Spoilers podcast. Yeah! <laughs> Major Spoilers theme song! The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Pod- on, on the air. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod, pod, podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, podcast, the Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. <laughs> Welcome to issue 444 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Something goes here is the title of this episode. I think that's the it's title of all these. That's the title of all these episodes is Something Goes Here. I thought it was called Another Man's Treasure. No, that's that's a that's a future project that we can't talk about. Although oh, now people boy. are going to know what it's about now. Thanks, Don't Matthew. It. Jesus. And you're wondering why you're not included in future projects. Jeez. Oh, snap. Just oh, kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Hi, Steven. This is how I talk. Neener pants, neener pants. <laughs> Dostoy, Rodrigo talks. Rodrigo does not talk like that. Rodrigo talks like this. Hello, my name is Rodrigo. This is how I talk, which is different from Steven who talks like this. I'm Steven, and this is how I talk. Blah, 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 blah. Steven sounds like Bruce from Family Guy. Rodrigo sounds like a broad composite of Hervé uh, Villachez. I'll say it again. And, uh, Matthew just needs to go get his hearing check. <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the, the uh, whatever the ear doctor is, whatever they're called, ear doctors. I think they're called otolaryngologists. Yes. Wow. They're going to uh, slip Dude, that hearing aid I, into, into Matthew's ear, and suddenly he's going to go, wait a minute, Stephen doesn't talk like this. He's like, <laughs> he's going to say, Stephen talks like this. Hello, ladies. How are you? Stephen just lay down by the fire. Boom. <laughs> Matthew Zach just, just had need to a go. moment that I like to call the Matthew is awesome moment. I had one of those at work the other day. Somebody was like, you know that song by the Beatles that's all in French? And I don't know what it says. And I'm like, it's Michelle. She's like, yeah, it has those words. I don't know what it says. And I don't know what it means. It means these are words which go together well. Yeah, and he says them and they're all in French. And I don't know what they are. I'm like, I think it's something like uh, Tri Bien Ensemble. 
And everybody in the room was just looking at me because I had answers for these questions. Because you were probably the and oldest one in the room and actually know who the Beatles are. It is Topeka after all. I'm the youngest <laughs> one in the room by like 15 years. It's so awesome. I get to be young again. <laughs> Except when they say, Matthew, come over here and rub some of that lotion on my back. Steven, where do you work? <laughs> <laughs> Don't old people do that all the time? Everyone uh, go. Isn't that what old people do? I, oh, here, I used to work a long term grandma. They, they definitely yeah. like lotion on their feet. See? Rub some lotion okay. on my feet, oh, Matthew. Oh. <laughs> and not at work. <laughs> They're old people. Is that, is that my work? <laughs> Touche, young well, Not Zachary. all of us Touché. have that job being Richard Gere in Breathless, okay? <laughs> we, Wait, what year did that movie come out? Like seventy eight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm get up out of the chair. My name's Steve and this is how I talk. Whatever. Oh, Zach, you know what? Oh, Breathless? <laughs> Breathless is is uh nineteen. Breathless, yes. He's a gigolo in Breathless, as mm. I recall. Uh okay. Uh the uh uh people want to know more about Zach. Cool. And so Who one of the things <laughs> Matthew wants to go and beat them up personally. <laughs> No one should know more about Zach. Everyone, attention on Matthew. So, Zach, you didn't start getting oh, into comic oh, oh. books. <laughs> you didn't start getting into comic books until when? Just recently, uh, right? Like within the last two years or so? Yeah, about two years. Two-ish, two-ish, half years. So you're relatively new, but you surprised yeah. me last week really? with the proclamation that you purchased some original comic book art. I did, yeah. What? First of all, what prompted you to buy some original comic book art? Um, I like art. I, I like I having my paper route, and <laughs> yeah. I thought I should buy something. I could go take my girlfriend out for a nice dinner, or I could buy the comic page. Pages. She she is, wasn't as excited about the page. I tried to get her excited about it. I kept showing her pictures on my iPad and the page that was coming from, and I showed her mounted, hanging them, framed in my wall. Oh, that's that's nice. I don't I don't get it. Like, <laughs> Shut up! It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Shut um, up, man! It's awesome. Check <laughs> <laughs> oh. with the manager. Um. So I did. I every I've... single time I say it. So what? Uh, so first of all, what? Uh, what page did what you buy? Page? It was the newest issue of Skull Kickers, which I believe was seventeen, mm-hmm. and it was page like t- uh, towards the end. I don't know, like. 14. If you're reading it on your iPad app on Comixology, it is page 15. Let me see. Page 15. Show it up. Hold it up. Ta-da. Oh, so this is a, this is not a, you know, this, you know, sometimes you buy these comic pages and it's, um, you know, little tiny panels. This is yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven panels. And it's uh, oh. well done. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously it's not in color. So what is your yeah, reaction yeah, yeah, yeah. to seeing inked, an inked page? Oh, I was, I, it would be awesome to have a full page in color, but you know, digital color. Right, right, right. You can't really get that. But in the just the inks, and uh, it still looks just awesome. It's uh, Edwin Hu Huang. I probably said his name right, and I I apologize. Probably said his name wrong. But uh, no, it is gorgeous. I love it. I hang it right above my desk to give me inspiration to at write articles. At home or at, uh, at work? Yeah, no. No, at home. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I've got a poster of Breathless hanging above my desk at work. <laughs> I have a, a potted fake plant Breathless in my office plant. at work. 
that this is what it looks like in my in my room. Oh, there it yeah. is. Pretty cool. Yeah. Magic of technology. Why? I mean, uh, so I mean, why? Why? Um, why did you buy it? I mean, why you, you I... said in one of the preview shows that it's uh, your college kid with not a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you dropped a lot of yeah. money. Well, yeah. you dropped yeah. a significant amount yeah, of money yeah. on this page. It was for you. I, it was. I had a range. I was like, well, what what happened? It was this, it was a pretty. Uh, if you read my review on majorspoilers dot com, it was a pretty influential page for the a tonal shift in the series and specifically for that issue mm-hmm. as well. And so I just sent a tweet out mm-hmm. to the artist. I was like, hey, yeah, I was just pretty much just said this page is awesome. If you would ever sell it, I would pay money for it. Right. And he responded and we emailed back and forth and So did you work directly with him or did you work with an agent? No, directly with him. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Uh and, and that works because the the pages that I've bought bought purchased I mean there's a number of ways that you can buy comic book pages. Go yeah. to a go to a convention and the artist may be selling their pages there. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of um, online um, dealers that are that have uh, artists as their clients that you can go through and buy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to eBay and buy stuff from eBay because a lot of times those pages will just pop up there. Yeah. Or you can go to some comic book shops like Gatekeeper Comics and Hobbies, Huntoon Engage in mm-hmm. Topeka, something we haven't done in a while. They also have original comic art uh, for sale as well. They do. Um, but I so I mean you've told me what what prompted you with this particular yeah, yeah. page, but I mean why I mean is it is it I mean you're still relatively young in your comic book career yeah, that it's yeah. just like I gotta have this page yeah is is there another driving force behind that does do you feel more connected to the comic uh, industry now or do you feel like you you're this is part <laughs> yes. of me now I, I feel more uh, qualified right <laughs> for major spoilers and to talk to all you wonderful people who are listening somewhere. Probably on a subway. I mean, is there another motivation besides I just found this page fascinating and I wanted to buy it? I mean, you got a Um, good deal. I mean, because most people, most people their first time out are not going to get that page that they want Mm -hmm. because it's either so rare. Well, first of all, they're all rare because there's only one. one. Um, Or they're really, really expensive Mm -hmm. or someone else beat you to it by a month or a day Mm -hmm. or something like that. I, well, I think days. that probably helps that most of the books that a, uh, a vast quantity of the books I read are more not DC and Marvel. Mm-hmm. So that probably helps with the price right mm-hmm. there just because not as much readership. Right. So that's nice on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew, do you have any yes. original comic book art? I don't think so. Yeah, are you, is that something that just doesn't interest you? Uh, not... Is it because you oh, could spend really? your money on, on more important things like electricity or uh, <laughs> cable or something no, like that? No, I've just never really. I've never had the urge to own the original art for for a couple of reasons. I've I've never had the urge to own a house that has just been framed or a car before they weld on the doors. And for me, the the finished product is kind of like that. A finished comic book to me is an awesome awesomeness. The original art, unless it's something, you know, really, really, you know, key and wonderful and meaningful to me, mm-hmm. isn't going to hold that hold that same amount of, I don't know, of, uh, I guess, a mystique for me. 
I would say that probably if you were to ask me what my most valuable comic is, the one that, that means the most to me, it's going to be a close tie between the Hulk 161 that my wife got me for right. first Christmas right, and my first appearance of Howard the Duck that was signed by Steve Gerber yeah. at uh, the Comic-Con, the Kansas City Comic-Con about five, Comic-Con. ten years yeah. ago. So, I mean, if I had a piece of art, you know, if it was a specifically a really meaningful piece of art for me, I don't know, the first uh, moment where Jim Rhodes puts on the Iron Man helmet in Iron Man 169 or, you know, the first Machine Man from 2001 A Space Odyssey number 8 or something really meaningful to me maybe. But otherwise it seems that original comic book art to me is kind of like slabbed comics Mm. i can see why people want to deal with them yeah but they seem like they're more of a commodity to me they they are my perspective yeah i mean it's just like it's not so much something that i would collect out of love that i might collect if i had you know if i had lots and lots of uh (laughs) what do they call that stuff Free, free, spare money? I guess, like, for me... Saving? Now, Zach is looking around the room going, where's Stephen's original comic book art? Uh, Most of it, uh, well, first of all, you haven't been to my office in a while, because there's a whole bunch at the main office that is there. Um, His office in Maine. Yes. Um, But I have a lot that I bought that I just haven't displayed. Really? Um, During the dot-com boom... Bubble bubble in 2000 there were times where things would go for outrageous prices i mean uh the warner brothers store used to sell these maquettes of batman the animated series i have one do you have it from the original set or do you have the one where batman's reaching up into the air no and you off gave me one i won one on major spoilers on a you diving did? call yeah oh well that that's that wasn't was one, one? Of the one no no no, no. Oh, these poop. are like ultra rare Uh-oh. super i mean at one point these little statues no you got one of the black and whites i think is what you got Mm-mm. no are Mm-mm. you sure yeah. well yeah i know it's not I one of these maquettes sure. uh these things stand about 12 15 inches tall at one point during in 2000 these things were going for like five eight thousand dollars on ebay and anytime you would go and look on ebay for comic book art yeah, no, that's nope. no. Okay. Um, anytime you'd buy comic book art, the prices were hyperinflated, and they still kind of are depending on what character you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when that bubble burst, people mm-hmm. were like trying to sell their stuff for as you know as much money as they could get, and those statues that used to be five thousand dollars dropped down to eight hundred dollars or five hundred dollars or three hundred dollars pretty quick. Yeah, and it was during that time that I was like really into, still am, the Batman animated. Uh, adventures in, in comic book form. And um, what's his name? Blevins, B. Levins uh, was the artist of that of that series. And he had a bunch on eBay that would just go for like 20 bucks a page, 30 bucks a page, 70 bucks a page. And I was just buying these things hand over fist. It'd be like, I'd buy like five of them at yeah. a time and stack them up. Or um, what was that, uh, Matthew? What's it? There was an indie series called like Space Ninja or something. From like the nineties, do you remember? Ninja, yeah. Zen intergalactic. Zen the intergalactic ninja. That's what it was. I bought Space for like fifty ninja. bucks the entire issue, uh, one of the issues uh, of Zen intergalactic ninja. Nice in the original art because this guy was just trying to sell it. Yeah. I was like, okay, great. I'll just add it to the add it to the pile. Um, and then I stopped doing it for a while because then 
there was about a period of six months where the prices just bottomed out on all that stuff. And then it started to climb again. It's like, well, I can't, I can't afford this. People are, you know, really getting into some crazy bidding wars again over these, these pages. And I just dropped it for a long time. But then when Atomic Robo came out, uh, I started really getting back into, I want to buy some original art. And um, with Scott Wegner, you have to go through his agent Mm -hmm. to buy the stuff. And there are people, there are listeners to this show right now who are beating me out all the time on these pages, pages that I want. And they're like, nope, I bought it the day before. Sorry, Stephen. And it's just like, you son of a. I was on there the other day. And some of his pages from the early work is so cheap. I was like, some of them, I saw pages for some Atomic Varble, they're like 60, 80 bucks. Yeah, yeah. But these are the ones that have the action scientists in it. Right, right, right. You know, anything with an Atomic Robo in it are. High. High, yeah, yeah. And if yeah. you get a splash page, I mean you're paying four, five, six hundred thousand dollars for a splash page with Atomic Robo yeah. from one of the books. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't been on the site in a long time because my money is now going to feeding babies and <laughs> putting diapers on little turds and actually that's not what you're supposed to do with them, but no, no, no. Yes. Um but I just haven't bought comic book art, but there is something to me that it feels like I have a a better connection to that title or mm-hmm. to that artist because this is that piece of them that they actually poured their poured their work into and not just and, – and nothing against the final product, Matthew, because I know that you love the first appearance of Wolverine. Um, but it's – the end result is not the original. Right. You know, the original page is huge. I mean it's 11 yeah, by 13. 11 by 17. Or 11 yeah. by 17. And the, the, the reduced page is 8.5 by 11. Yeah. And it's a reproduction, and there's a hundred thousand copies of it out there, mm-hmm. and it, and it's just not as, as Matthew said, it's it's a commodity. It 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 has more value in its in its original form. So, um, occasionally I will pick up pieces here and there. I bought a bunch of stuff by Pop Man who did Spy Boy, um, years ago, which was a cool series, and I bought some of that stuff. But I know people who have sought out and almost have bought every single. Every single page of the 52 series from DC Comics. That's crazy. Yeah. This guy's got a little bit too much time on yeah. his hands. But it's expensive to get into some of this stuff. I, I continually, I probably once every other month, I go to uh, Rob Guillory's site for Chew and mm-hmm. look at his art. I, I want one what of the pages. What do those go? Uh, <laughs> nothing less than 180. That's not too bad. It's though. not too bad. I mean, considering that what you're getting original right, work of art, art, 180 bucks. I, I there were times right when now. my wife and I went to the San Diego Comic Con, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I must have this Harley Quinn page, five thousand dollars." Eh, sorry, I'll pass. Yeah. You know, Matthew, you guys have the original comic art there at the uh, Gatekeeper. Yeah, it uh, mostly belongs to uh, Dion, the boss, who collects Valiant comics and especially Valiant original art. Now, does he sell it or does he display it? Um, at the the stuff that you probably saw in the store the last time you were through was yeah, all stuff of his ago. that was displayed. They have sold it in the past, but it's kind of a rarity. What happens if someone comes in and tries to sell an original comic book page in the store? Have you ever had that happen? Oh, all the time. Yeah, we have people come through. It depends on what it is. There was a, a woman who came through a few years ago with a big double page spread of Batman that her mm-hmm. son had inked over oh god who's the guy who took over from um duh, Dan Bray Fogel Jim Bray Fogel back in the 90s Graham Not, Nolan 
Maybe. It Nolan wasn't, Graham, wasn't something like that. Doug Kelly or anything. Not important. He okay. inked it. And uh, having inked it, he got the issue. And she's like, I would like to sell this. Mm-hmm. And I remember there being some discussion. And I don't remember if we bought it or not. But, yeah, it happens. And usually it's stuff like, you know, here's a shot of Talia al Ghul running around in the background. Or, right, right. And that's the, that's an a X-Men. weird thing. And that is the weird thing because uh, of the some of the pages, especially the Batman stuff, you know, you get one little tiny panel of Batman's head or something in there, but the rest of it is all Commissioner Gordon stuff. And you yeah, get that right. for like, you know, 50 bucks. But, you know, had Batman been larger than, you know, one ninth panel, mm-hmm. the price would have shot up to like $300. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. It is. And to me, it's, you know, it's kind of like, it's like collecting Pez dispensers. I, I understand why people do it. Mm-hmm. It's not my shtick. And if somebody walks up to me and says, here's my collection of Pez dispensers, yeah. I probably wouldn't know what to do with it. Well, I, I guess some of the other things that I've done beyond just um, buying, trying to buy original comic book pages, and I'm by no means an expert on any of that, um, but I will go out and get people to do commissions. Mm-hmm. And if the Nerd Room of Doom next summer, Zach, if you actually finally clean it out... Mm-hmm. Um, one whole wall is covered. There's one whole wall that's just covered Can because I just I've got point all these. Out that this is like the fourth intern who was supposed to take time. I know Rob was supposed to do it, but he availed. But uh, I think he took one glimpse at it. But one wall <laughs> as you walk in is just now stacked with statues that I haven't unboxed. Right, which is a whole topic for another idea. But behind that are all these commissions that I had done of specific heroes by the same artist, and so I've got like a nine by nine. Not a nine by nine, uh, four by four display of art by the same guy. Yeah, and it looks really cool collected That's as an cool. addition. But it's not a, it's not an original comic book page. But if I want to see the Emerald uh, Empress, and if I want to see Triplet Girl, and if I want to see uh, Doc Triplet Savage, uh, then um, you know I've got them all right there by this artist in a style that I like, mm-hmm. and they're not as expensive as no going out and buying know. original. Original art. No, I think com- sometimes artists, if you follow them on Twitter, they'll put commissions they've done at cons and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're really neat just to see their different takes on mm-hmm. characters from books that they don't write and work on. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. Good on you, Zach. Well, thank you, Stephen. Uh, keep buying original art. I was, I always kind of felt, I was like, what if he doesn't like want to sell it? Like, I always felt like that. Like, well, you know, uh, some artists won't. Yeah, some artists won't. Um, some artists, because they don't get paid a lot yeah. to do the comic, they're, or they may not get a back-end deal, or the, you know, there may not be a percentage, they're ending up selling that art as the trade-off for taking a lower salary. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And some, some will do that. And that's where, where you see some of these pages are going for $500, $800, because that's what they're trying to do to make up for... You know, taking a lower cut. I like to feel a little better. Um, commissions are good too, but always try to get reputable people. I guess if you're if you're doing that, yeah. Um, and buy the art that you love. You started yeah. out right. You uh, you didn't buy a Zen Intergalactic Ninja for fifty bucks or whatever <laughs> that I bought it for two, 12 years ago. Buy uh, the art that you love, but love the art that you buy. But uh, I tell you what, the the Batman animated series pages I finally framed and have up at the office, Ooh. and I've got a, a great. Uh, Back when uh, Superman and Lois were actually married, uh, I've got a great page of them having a conversation, a full-page splash, where he's standing on the ceiling and she's standing on the floor, and it's mm-hmm. a great shot. Uh, and it's like, wow, that's a cool, 
that's a cool page. I should actually like, come to your office. Yeah, you should check it out. Yeah. Um, but speaking of trying to sell things, uh, you know, we talked about. What are you about, selling? I don't know what I want to sell, Matthew. Um, Everything. I want to sell every. I really am to the point. Today I came home and tripped over my kids' crap, and I was just like, you know what? This summer we are just getting. I'm rid selling of the kids. Everything, <laughs> if only. Uh, how much for the women? The how women. much for the little one? Uh, I am. I I, to I'm to the point children. where I am ready to give away everything. I just I'll like, I want it out of the house now. Kind oh. of uh, m- mode. My, I mean, I guess it's because I. I don't know, the last 20 years or so, 25 years, I've been in the habit of moving like every three to four years. I haven't moved in almost a decade now, um, but every three Seriously, to four years. sitting on that same chair well, for 11 years. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I guess it's been almost six years since we moved last. But for me, every time I move... Half my stuff just goes to the dumpster or half of it gets sold or whatever. I just get rid of it. And when I move into a new place, it's time to start fresh. Well, now shit everywhere, you know, <laughs> I need to clean up. And Zach gets tired of but coming over really there and it's like, awesome, cool it's like, oh, yeah. I'm so disappointed. Steven's place is a trash heap. Uh, well, it's because I can't get rid of all so this stuff. So much cool comic stuff. Action figures that. and statues. I got this cool uh, Iron Man Avengers yeah. uh, uh, statue that I haven't even unboxed. It's been sitting here for three weeks. I got a Mr. Fix-It statue that I haven't unboxed that I want to get unboxed. I got about 30 statues in this room, Zach. Mm-hmm. Not in this room, yeah. but in the room over. That it's just floor to ceiling stacked up that I haven't unpacked. I want to get rid of all this stuff. I want to get rid of comic books. I mean... What do we what do we calculate, Matthew? What's the estimate of how many comics I have now? Uh, I believe we said something like eighteen grand, eighteen thousand comics. I, I don't care. Crazy. I don't care about. Uh, I don't know X Force. I don't care about that. You I don't have ca- X Force. I do from the nineties. You are dead to me. I know. I was trying to get into it, so I was buying. It was one of those. Uh, What's the no. thing with the with the cyber spider guy? Issues. What's the that no. that cyber spider thing that from the X Men during the nineties and they had some big event that was going? I forget what it was, but I was trying to get into the X Men at that time, and so I was. Bu- I forget what he is. It's some some guy with like these dreadlock things, big fat guy on a spider leg thing. <laughs> Mojo, really Mojo, and cyber I. Spider. Well, I don't know. It's been you know twenty years <laughs> since I picked up the damn book. And even then, I was like, I'm not going to read this, and just shoved it in a long box, and there it sat for all this time. And I don't need that stuff. I don't, I don't need that stuff. I don't, I don't want um, these gold key Star Trek original comic books anymore. Uh, they're, they're worthless to me. They have no worth, right, Matthew? Yeah, it's pretty much true. They they have little to no value. Um, most comic books have little to no value. And the ones that do have value actually only have specific value to the people who want to buy them. I mean, today, I did the unthinkable. Uh-oh, everyone. I have Prepare been going an, an inventory of my comic books. Yes. And when I moved into this uh, particular uh, abode, I added a fourth bedroom for the comics. And that bedroom, when I moved in, had 66 long boxes, no, 66 short boxes, forgive me, and about a dozen long boxes. And I have been slowly but surely bleeding off comics here and there and, you know, selling things as I buy the, the digital version, versions and 
you know, like Miracle Man, for instance. I mm-hmm. went and I got him on, on sale, like Comixology or something. Yeah. And then I sold my actual Miracle Mans for $275. I'm like, woohoo, Cha-ching! free money. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of the plus. I mean, if you can get rid of, what'd you say, seven, seven long boxes worth of comics? Today, I sold seven long boxes and a short box of comics to the local, uh, uh, well, I don't want to say the name. It's a, it's a bookstore where they buy things and sell them at half price. Yes. So, you know, that'll, well, I guess and the, the lady, here's the thing, the lady was at the thing and she's like, Oh, what would you like? I'm like, okay, there's a guy out there with 15 boxes of paperbacks. I have 10 long boxes of comics. I'm going to get them in here before him, but I need to borrow your truck. <laughs> so I took her, I took her little truck and I pushed it out and I put the thing there. I brought in these 10 long boxes and I have an advantage over him in that I'm used to dealing with long boxes. Right. You stack them more than three high, you got, yeah, a, problem. You got a problem. So I brought them in in sets of three. I went three and I brought them in and I just dumped them and they leaned on the wall and I ran back out and I brought them in and dumped them and they leaned on the other boxes. And then I came in with one on each shoulder because that's kind of my stupid party trick. Man. Set them all down. <laughs> I had. I didn't do two. When I when I was in right. California and moved up to the second floor apartment, uh, oh. the movers came and they were these big, huge Samoan dudes. Nice. And I was like, well, you know, they're like, well, what are these uh, big, long boxes of stuff? And I said, those are my comic books. And they're like, uh, anything really fragile? And I'm like, no. And so these guys would, would take a rope. They'd stack six of these boxes, six long boxes high, wrap a rope around it, just lift it up with one hand on his back. And carry these six long boxes up the stairs. Where do you want this? I'm like, holy crap, dude, those are heavy. Just drop them there, and I'll move them later. He's like, no, where do you want them? I'm like, back bedroom? Okay. And just walk down the hallway and drop them off and come back and do that like two more times. It's like, holy crap, dude. Um, but it is, I don't know. I The cool thing about having comics is that if I want to go back and read Batman 100, or if I want to go back and read the first appearance of Barry Allen or the first appearance of Bart Allen, or if I want to go out and read a uh, babe comics or whatever that series was that came out. I don't in the believe 90s. that you own showcase number four. Uh, I would have to go and look. Uh, <laughs> no, actually I am. I'm not back to the first appearance of Barry Allen. I am back to, I'm, I'm back to the low, low eighties. I think right now on my flash is where I'm at right now. And the Barry I'm work- Allen appearances started in Flash 105. Yeah, I'm I'm working my way back through all of that stuff. I think I'm so in you're like, in life. yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got, uh, um, yeah, I've got some older Barry Allen stuff that I've just been buying and sitting there um, nice. for the long time. And I just, I will, and the problem is, and I've told my wife, the further back I go, the fewer comics I can buy at a convention because the price mm-hmm. goes up. You know, at one right. convention, it was like, well, I can go buy 50 of these comics over here, or I can go buy this one Flash for like $250. And that's, that's the problem with the collecting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Am I ever going to open that and read it? Probably not ever again. Uh, and especially with this advent of the digital comics, where I don't have to go into this room, try to file through the, the long boxes, open them up, pull out this Nightfall series and read it. I can buy it off Comixology yeah. or download it for cheap, just like I would a trade paperback. And I'm kind of getting to that point where I think I'd rather kind of give up some of these miscellaneous titles, and I could probably get rid of about 10 long boxes, like, right now, especially because of all the review copies that come our way. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's great to have Dynamite stuff and, 
Xenoscope stuff and image stuff and all this other stuff. But man, at one point I was getting a short box full of comics every two weeks from these publishers. And it's just, I can't keep up with all that. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to just throw them out. No. Um, but I I don't know. Throw them out. It, I'm going out. There's something's going to, there's something's going to happen. And it may (laughs) be my wife coming in to a gatekeeper this summer, pretending like she doesn't know anything while I'm out in the car going, I have these comic books. I don't know what they're worth. <laughs> and and play it up for uh, the Matthew Peterson behind the counter going, well, yes, ma'am. Let me take a look at these. Oh, well. Well, A, I know your wife. <laughs> <laughs> B, well, ma'am, I, I will give you a premium, C, <laughs> premium dollar on this. And, and four, uh, Dion doesn't fall for that. He doesn't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. I don't think he's. Pipe. I don't think he's seen my wife. He doesn't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. I've seen your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't. Dion hasn't. You have. Dion. Hasn't. I'll tell him. Excuse me. If a small Thai woman comes in here, <laughs> tell her that Matthew told Stephen it's time. A dollar. A dollar a book. <laughs> Fifty cents. What's a what's a long box going for these days of average comics? Ten bucks. Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. Five to ten bucks, yeah. Well, the thing about it is your average long box, and uh, depending on whether you bag and board them, I think you're going to get maybe 250, 350 books in there maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. So a quarter but, a piece. Ugh, less than that, really. I mean, what it breaks down to for me was a question of why do I own this stuff? Right. Yeah. You know, random issues of world's finest comics. Um, uh, the, some of the things that I kept, I kept because honestly, I felt that they wouldn't even buy them at half price books. Uh, my complete run of warrior. You remember warrior from, uh, WWE. Warrior, come out and play that one. The ultimate warrior. Oh yeah. I remember that one. He had a comic book. Um, I kept, I haven't decided whether I'm keeping my Legion or not. I may just get rid of my Legion. Oh no. Why? And Legion was on sale. And you get like a big chunk of Legion for two ninety nine or something, and I'm like, hey, you're just trying to. But also, oh, from the Comicsology or in a trade yeah. form? Well, yeah. it wasn't Comicsology that I was using at the time. Mm-hmm. This was when I was doing the Hero Histories, and I can't remember where I bought them, but I bought them, and I was like, wow, these are these are really awesomeness. Yeah, yeah. And I can read through these and you know go through and the the awesomeness. But um, what was the place that was around before Comicsology? Uh, there was Iverse. There was Graphically. There were some others. Okay. But in any case, what it comes down to is a lot of, honestly, when I'm 20, you know, I go to college, I have three long boxes worth of comics. Yeah. That's a lot of comics. When I'm 30, I've been married for a few years and I have 20 long boxes worth of comics. (laughs) But by the time I'm 40, I've been working at the comic store for 15 years and I have exponentially more books. Right. As you know, as the person That's, who goes through yes. the the back issues as they come in the store, yes. if I want it, I can have it, you know, and I get a discount. So I can go and you know, random stuff will come in. You know what I have? Atlas no. comics in the nineteen seventies. Yeah, I've I've talked about seventies right. Atlas. I right. have a complete run of seventies Atlas, not Atlas Comics Phoenix, not Atlas Comics the Cougar, not Atlas Comics Destructor. I literally have every book put out by
by Atlas Comics in the 1970, including thrilling adventure stories, the magazine-sized book, including the, the weird Devilina book. And I did this I because at one point in time, I had money to spend. Yeah. I had the 70s Atlas Comics were out there, the Atlas Seaboard books, and I could they'd come into the store and somebody's like, here's, a, here's three issues of Howard Chaikin's The Scorpion. Okay, bought that. You know, here's five issues of the Cougar. There weren't five issues. My, very few of the uh, Atlas books ever went past three. Mm-hmm. And only a couple went to four. Hands of the Dragon, there's one issue. Demon Hunter, there's one issue. Although Demon Hunter, the character, the writer took the character to Marvel and turned him into Devil Slayer and just kept writing the story that he started at Atlas. <laughs> the first appearance of Devil Slayer actually continues from the Demon Hunter one-shot I, that Atlas Comics put out. I, I think why what do I you- have these? I don't know. I, I think you kind of hit on it. It, it. Since starting Major Spoilers, the collection has grown exponentially. I Absolutely. mean, I went from nine nine to ten. Well, maybe it was more like, yeah, probably ten long boxes to, what do we say, 12 by 5, 60 long boxes mm-hmm. 60, in the span yeah. of five years. Six. I mean, it's just, it's you could track That's it. It's lot. like, dun, 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 and then, bing, through the roof. And um, I'm not going to, I don't know what I'm going to do with all this stuff. And it keeps growing. That's why I'm trying to cut back on the print and switch over Mm -hmm. to the digital. My ultimate goal, listeners, if you want to help out major spoilers with your two, five, ten dollar a month pledge or buy something from Amazon.com through the link at major spoilers, please. Those are big. uh, There's an 80 inch LCD screen that you can get for five grand. That's crazy. I know. It's so big. It is so crazy. (laughs) Maybe you're going to buy a pair of these tweaked. Audio uh, headsets from tweakedaudio.com. Um, when I win the lottery mm-hmm. or when we get enough money coming in from every single one of our listeners and we open up Major Spoilers HQ, yes. I want to take a large kind of storage area of the space and that's where my comics are and that's the comics archive. So when Matthew does need to go do a hero history, he can go through and find the first appearance yeah. of Dark Child and do that hero history. He can go through. No. He can find. It. He can find. It. He can go. You know, and we just have that. And every week, when new stuff comes in, the interns can say, "Hopefully, bag it and board it." Hopefully, by that time, there's people beneath me, so I don't have to do that. No, I don't want to. I don't want to sort anything. Even when new interns come in, they just they start out ahead of me. They start out ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, but you know, just time. have that room that's climate controlled. That's just a room full of long boxes that you can go in and stand on the little ladder, mm-hmm. go up to to row six. Oh, you don't want me on a ladder. And oh no, I do. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to make sure that we're going <laughs> to put the little uh, video camera in there at all times, just because I know that's when we launch the YouTube <laughs> channel that uh, that'll be the one that makes us the most money. <laughs> but that's what I just want to do, you know, kind of that storage repository of stuff. And that's really what the, the nerd room of doom was supposed to be. But then it got out of hand of, well, I don't have time it to bag and board these. And it, yes, that's right. And it just, the, the stack just kept piling up mm. and out of control. And ugh, at one point there's a closet, Zach, at one point when I first moved in, that was packed and the closet <laughs> was from basically this wall to that wall to the door. Yeah. And about this wide, just mm-hmm. full of action figures, floor to ceiling action figures. Oh, sweet. All boxed up. Oh, and I got to the point where it's like, no way, dude. And I just ripped all the boxes out. Yeah. Put the action figures in like five 
large bins and set them on shelves. And you took a weekend and you just like had a lot of Mountain Dew and you just no, it them. took about a, about a month to do that, uh-huh. and then it took about two months to get it all out to the trash because. <laughs> you know the tra- the garbage man doesn't want to pick up 500 no. bags of trash in one day or he gets mad at you yeah. trash can yeah. <laughs> stupid been there stickers. how's that yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's bitter um so it's got to happen again it's it's getting to that point where it's the tipping point of everything's got to go that's the title of this episode everything has got to go i thought this episode was called it's time. Something has to go you know, here. everything will, has got will to go will wheaton sold a dented ping pong ball will wheaton for how much? Let me guess. He autographed <laughs> it and sold it for five. No, grand. he was he was just cleaning out his garage and just tweeting random pictures of crap he found. And he was was selling some DVD he was on, and he was going for an auction for a charity he was doing. And someone was like, he tweeted a picture of a ping pong ball with a dent in it. He found like, oh, you should sell that. Last time I checked, it was eleven hundred dollars on eBay crap. for a dented ping pong. He wasn't signing it. He was just putting it in an envelope and sending it to you. Yep. But it's ball. a dented ping pong ball that you got from Quill Wheaton. That's true. So surely someone will buy something from Steven for lots of money. I sold, uh, just to give you an idea of how much it doesn't sell, Poop. I had the entire line of Simpsons action figures and all of the sets. And mm-hmm. I sold them about three, four years ago on eBay. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I probably sold them. I probably made probably eh, probably made about eight hundred dollars off of that deal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're talking hundreds Lots of, of figures, action figures yeah, and yeah. sets, and some of the choice ones I kept. That's good. Um, but uh, no, it's it's I a lot of work. Have, to when I was a, when I was a wee little lad in the decade of the nineties, I had <laughs> when I was a wee little lad last week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> When I was a little boy back in the fire flung year of 1996, no, I'm from Bill Kansas. Clinton was the president. Why he am was. I Irish? I don't know. I'm What's Kansas. wrong with me today? I don't know. Probably Anyways, I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figures. Whole, yeah. whole mess of them. Some of them threw yeah. footballs and skateboards. My parents had a garage sale, yeah. and they sold them while I was sleeping. They sold my do. action figures. That's what parents do. And I remember that every once in a while. I just get bitter. Just bitter. Did your uh, parents throw out any of your stuff, Matthew? Your mom threw out any um, of your stuff? No, because, well, I, 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 at the time that my stuff would have been rife for throwing out, I lived at my grandmother's in the basement, and she had trouble with the stairs. So uh, my G.I. Joe toys are still in the garage in a box, and my comics, well, actually, my comics went to college with me. Yeah, mine because too. you know, I was bound and determined never to see a woman naked. Um, so I brought my <laughs> comics and my my nice green corduroy hat, and you know, my my pickup truck that was a love magnet. Yeah, you did oh, hear that right, yeah. listeners. A green corduroy hat, fedora. Yeah, yes. a good hat. Ooh, a fedora. What, what was that, what's, that, what's, what's that guy <laughs> who sings of the blues travelers? John Popper. Yes. Yeah, Imagine John Popper. John Popper. That's what Matthew looked like was, in the 90s. It was. It was. And you know what? I I, I pulled the hat off. Yes. I did. I pulled off I guess. I, I did. Oh, I believe you. And I had that one hot girlfriend from Japan. You didn't know her, and then she moved away. I knew her. You brought her into the station all the time going, hey, everybody, look at my girlfriend, my girlfriend from Japan. My girlfriend from Japan. Steven likes Japanese things, and he doesn't have a girlfriend. Not back then. Not back then I didn't. No. Are you sure? 
No. I thought you had that hentai thing going. In no. The oh, no. Uh-uh, no way. No, that stuff was like, what is that? That seems like, oh, that's bad. Oh, I shouldn't be looking at that. Oh, one more look, maybe. It's just one more. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Just, all right. You wow. Me. No, I was that's not in. Uh, no, not back then. I was not into any of that stuff. It was, I mean, I think Duck the most. Tales and uh, X. Pretty much. I mean, I guess the most kind of. Uh, the risque comic that I was always wondering if I should buy or not when it first came out was Sin City, you know, because here you have mm-hmm. naked boobies right inside. And yeah, then, and then of course that was the tipping point. And then when penthouse comics came out, I was like, give me all them. <laughs> Put that on my poor list. Um, <laughs> some people call it a sling blade. I call it a Kaiser blade. Um, Oh, some French fried potatoes. One guy said it's deep, the other one said it's cold. What's that? I uh, like the way you talk. And you talk like this because I'm Steven, because <laughs> that's how I talk. <laughs> I like the way you talk too, fake regal. Anyway, I think we better wrap this up. Wrap it. Next week, people, I want you to be thinking about Barney. Wrap, wrap, wrap. The purple yes. dinosaur. Because no. Zach is going to drop upon you a revelation that he has made. Because, you know, way back in the long time ago, last week, when he was four. Because I was a child. He would watch <laughs> Barney the Purple Dinosaur. He has a revelation. And we we're going to talk about that. It's a teaser. Next week. That is a teaser. Way to go, Zach. You're already learning. Thank you. We've had teasers and callbacks. <laughs> Keeps you coming back for more. Uh, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow Matthew at... Mighty King Cobra. You can follow Zach at what the wolf. Z. I am the wolf. The wolf. Two O's. Two O's. Two O's. Z W O O L F. And of course, you can follow me at Major Spoilers or Rodrigo, who will be back, I believe, in the next episode. As long as those high school girls and their volleyballs don't distract him, he'll be back next time. You can follow him at Fearsome Critter. Either it's actually a volleyball. No, that's literally true. Yes, that's right. All right, everybody, take care, and we will talk with you soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such a chance? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler, what a major spoiler. If I'm star raving rich like a man of iron, I might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline. Would I really 
even need to read upon all those escapades. I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being shot up in a fine be in the Middle East with a King Santo and soldier. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler. Wow, 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 wow. What a major spoiler. Major Spoilers is copyright 2012. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.